This week on the podcast, it's, well, last week we did a rebroadcast of a show from 2017, and it was like, hey, we did two episodes back-to-back, and there's going to be more in the next one. And you know what? We're just going to rebroadcast the next one, because it's Christmas time, which means we're on vacation. So enjoy this frivolity from a few years back. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian, and today, I, along with my friends Chris and Eric, are going to keep talking Christmas. Uh, You can reach us, as always, on Twitter at MagHuge, Facebook.com slash MagnificentlyHuge, and on Instagram, where MagnificentlyHuge, you can also email us, MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. Okay, let's talk about this episode. We recorded an episode right before Thanksgiving. That was our Black Friday special. That was last the last episode we put out. And uh, we mentioned it there, but we recorded a lot of material. So we were splitting that recording into two episodes. What that means is that when we get to our Fresh Shit segment, the segment where we talk about what's new for us that week, it's a little bit left over. You know, it's a couple weeks old, but it's, it's still pretty fresh. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get into that, uh, enjoy the second half of our Black Friday recording, this is Christmas toys, Christmas traditions, TV, movies, specials, we got some stuff to talk about, but first, let's get right into the fresh shit! This shit is fresh! Oh shit, that is fresh. This stuff is really fresh! Eric, do you have, uh, anything else? Yeah, I started rereading Good Omens. Uh, by Terry Pratchett and uh, the other guy whose name I always forget, but he's Neil Gaiman, not, the one who's Neil not Gaiman? dead. Yeah, yeah, Neil Gaiman. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't survive as well. I mean, it's still witty, it's still fun, but it doesn't have that same like craziness it had when I first read it. But I still love this book, and I'm still going to read it all the way through again. Good. Yeah. Have you read American Gods? Uh, I think that's next. I'm kind yeah. of on a kick. That one uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed. The show wasn't eh, it was okay. It was a reasonable facsimile, but the book is mm-hmm. uh, quite quite cool. So I, I don't have American Gods, but I have New Gods. I saw Justice League uh, yesterday. That came out? That's out. Yeah, it already came out. But I can understand your confusion. Uh, oh. <laughs> it looks fucking awful. I can't wait. I cannot honestly wait. Tell me the many ways it sucks. That's like a whole episode. It's boring. It is, it is some of the worst, for a movie this expensive, it is some of the worst special effects I have seen in decades. This thing looks like the longest video game cutscene you've ever seen. Wow. Um, none of the effects are good. Um, the bat suit this time, so you know how like little kids nowadays when they buy a Halloween costume, the costume has like padding on it to make them look all muscly? Right. That's what Ben Affleck looks like the entire movie. Hmm. Um, the suit just looks too big for his head. 
Um, <laughs> Aquaman, Aquaman does nothing. It has no purpose in the movie. Shouldn't be in the movie. It has, serves no plot function. Kind of like Aquaman. Yeah. So he's Aquaman. Why don't you go talk to some fish? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a there's a fun little bit. So they start out with the whole Superman is dead thing and. Probably the best thing in the whole movie is a tabloid um, in the foreground of one shot that is, uh, it's a picture of David Bowie, Superman, and Prince. And it's like, have they all gone back to their planets? Yeah, it's like the, uh, the National Enquirer. Yeah, this uh, is the, that's the good joke. That sounds like something Joss Whedon probably threw in. God, Possibly. Awful. I don't know. Um I don't care if I spoil these little things because they're just little. I'm not like, going. Easter I'm not eggs. going. You can't pay me to go. Yeah, and I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm already bored. <laughs> they set up the Green Lantern Corps. They set up the Legion of Doom. Um, the only thing that's uh, okay. The Parademons are actually fairly comic accurate, which is to say that they're cannon fodder that look like the drawings in the comics. Um. The 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 only two things that I can really recommend about it are Danny Elfman did the score, and he brings back his old Batman theme from the <laughs> the eighties movies. So the 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 real Batman because I even saw an interview with him where they're like, "Are you going to do that?" And he's like, "Well, Batman has a theme, and this is it, and I wrote it, and here you go, Batman's theme." Um, and <laughs> they even genius. play a little bit. They actually bring a little bit of the John Williams Superman score in as well. Um, because there's been no original ideas in this, so we may as well go back to the whatever we got on the shelf. Uh, this makes me long for when George Miller was actually on board with this for a brief spell. Like what that, like what that would have been. Yeah, that would have had to have been better. He had to have dropped out because he saw what was coming with all this shit. You know, the mm -hmm. reason the Christopher Nolan Batman works is because most of the time, uh, most of the time they didn't say silly shit like Legion of Doom or Catwoman. They, you no, know, they, they don't they, actually they, say Legion of Doom, but they do say Aquaman out loud yeah. or Joker. I'm not even sure they ever said Joker, really. I mean, maybe once or twice, but they didn't introduce him as, hi, I'm Joker. They basically played it straight and we all know what these crazy people are, so they just left it at that. Why do we have to have an Aquaman called Aquaman? Why can't it just be a guy <laughs> who like swims fast and junk? He I, has a uh, name. I've forgotten his name, but he has one. Why can't they just call him something cool like the Submariner? Or don't call him anything. So <laughs> the only character that's worth a shit here is... Oh, and by the way, Cyborg is basically Iron Man. Um, but... Uh, the Flash is is the only thing that's entertaining about the whole movie. He's he's funny. Um, so J Joss Whedon has to have done a lot of the Flash stuff. Well, the thing that I read basically said that what's his name Ezra Miller is that the actor? Uh, sure, playing the Flash. They said basically he's the only one that looks like he's having any fun. <laughs> so <laughs> he is the only one who's having any fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, no. Yeah, it's a it's a big nothing burger. I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying Superman comes back from the dead. Well, no. Henry Cavill's um, like build like second, I think, uh, from what I was reading as well. So a lot of the views are just like, yeah, there's no surprise here. So you know, and shortly after he is resurrected, and by shortly I mean you know it's measured in minutes in in film time. 
and he's reunited with Lois Lane, and she says to him, she says, you smell so good, and I'm like, yeah. Doesn't he smell like death and embalming fluid or, you know. Not anyway. Superman. They couldn't get a needle into him. No, they probably couldn't. But then why does, I, okay, so that always bugged me about the Man of Steel, which is they allowed Superman to grow a beard. And the question is, how did he shave it? That's in the comics, like, I can tell you. He I know, a, he uses his heat vision off a mirror to yep. burn the hairs off his face. But yep. oh, it's stupid. <laughs> don't grow a beard in the first place. More yeah. importantly, don't go see Justice League is what I'm hearing. I had somebody point out to me that in Man of Steel, actually, if you look at it, Clark Kent slash Superman is just a dick the entire movie. All he does he is, is fuck people's shit up for no good reason. I mean, the, 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 he smashes up the guy's semi because he's rude to a waitress and like tr- kind of bullies him. And for that, he like, just destroys all yeah. of his shit. Here, well, this, is, this is my takeaway from Man of Steel. It's, I am emo Superman. Because he's just this brooding dick to the whole thing all the way through. They are definitely trying to overcompensate for the, you know, the death toll at the end of Man of Steel in this one. So the the final battle takes place in uh, uh, an analog for Chernobyl. So it's like this whole city, but no one lives there except for this one family. And uh. they're the only civilians you see, and you see them <laughs> a lot. They're ruining it. They're just um, ruining it. I hate those people who had a so problem boring. with the death toll. I, I hate those people. They don't understand what stakes are for. It's like, yeah, a lot of people died, and a lot more people will die if I don't get rid of General Zod. That's the point. You know, it's it, it's not supposed to be uh, uh, kid-friendly and nobody gets hurt. It's, you know, that's the one thing I did like about Man well, of Steel, Batman, Batman 5 Superman. That's supposed to be one of the things you can do to Superman is threaten the innocent, yeah. right? Like, now what are you going to do, Superman? Um, You going to rescue Gwen Stacy? Or, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all we really need to say about Justice League. Good. Which was already too much. Okay. So what about other Christmas traditions? Uh, I don't really do them anymore. I work, I had to work around Christmas for so long that it really just, I'm slowly coming back into it as like, it's an actual, uh, day with time off and you can do stuff. Um, cause growing up, it was always, you know, divorced parents. So you had to do two separate Christmases and, yep. and that by the time I was in my early twenties, I had done it so much that I was so sick and tired of it. And I would have to work the next day, uh, that I would just literally like go have dinner with my dad. And then knowing that I had to go drive down to see my mom uh, for another Christmas was so tiresome to me because I was so tired from work that I would just drink like a box of wine and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on the absolute other end of that now because um, I am the divorced parent. And what I ended up doing, you know, many years ago now was I don't celebrate Christmas the way everybody else does. We do it on the Saturday before Christmas, or in this case, it'll be like the 16th. We're doing it way early. We do what we just call it Kidsmas, and we do our, our traditions with them and then let them go to the other parents' house. And that way the kids can have consistent traditions yeah. every year. Um, 
But uh, I remember one year I, I sent out a, a cheesy ass Kismas card and Eric's like, oh God, I just puked and I forgot to do it the last two <laughs> years running now. But both years I have had absolutely had the intent of having my entire family flip off the camera just so I could send that picture to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, oh, it's, no, now it's no surprise. Someday I'll get around to it. Uh, oh, it's fine. But yeah, that I definitely <laughs> mentioned it to them. <laughs> well, when when my grandparents were alive, that was sort of the focal point, and so we would just go all out and deck the tree, and I had like a little toy train set. You guys probably remember at some point, I think you had, you had seen it, but we would fill up the coal car with like Hershey Kisses, and uh, and that was like late 80s uh, when it was like at its peak. And so that was always fun, but it was such a chore because I had to, they like made me dig out the train and I had to put it all together and test it and make sure it works. And then I had to put it all together and la, la, la. <sighs> mm. And then, and then like the tinsel would no, fall on the track. No, we didn't that elaborate. Yeah. Like the tinsel would fall on the track and then the train wouldn't run. It was like a total fire hazard. I mean, it's a lucky <laughs> the house never set on fire. Uh, that was Christmas. Wee. Hmm. Eric, what about you? What were your Christmas traditions? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, as a kid, I remember my parents had a nativity, so they had like a little plaster, you know, set of Jesus and wise men and stuff, and they would, you know, put it all together, and I wasn't allowed to touch it because I was breakable. And then on Christmas Day, there'd magically be a baby Jesus in there, and oh, wow, where'd that come from? Santa put it there. Oh, really? Wow, neat. Eh. I, I remember being into the Santa thing for way too long. And one day, some of the kids on our street were talking about it. And I, it's like, what are you talking about? Santa Claus isn't real. And they start making fun of me. So I go inside to my mom and I'm like, hey, they say Santa isn't real, but Santa's real, right? And my mom is like, well, I uh, hate to break it to you, kid. Um, no. <laughs> and after that, I believed in nothing. I, I swear, I mark that as the period where I was like, well, wait a minute. If, if Santa isn't real, what about this Jesus thing? Are you serious with all the Jesus stuff? And it just blew me for religion. I, I'm uh, really actually kind of thankful for that. It, it, it was an early lesson in critical thinking. Um, nice. After that, it was just, oh, I guess my parents are getting me gifts and putting them under the tree. Right on. I didn't even try with my third kid to, to bother telling him about Santa Claus. I was so done with it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, nah. Uh, father of the year. But I had a really clever thing to do for Santa when we were trying to convince the kids or at least play along with it. And that was, you know, like my mom had gone all the trouble. Like Santa had a different type of wrapping paper and shit. I'm like, no, Santa doesn't wrap presents. Okay. <laughs> like he, he enslaves elves for that. This was fucking brilliant, okay? So I would put, like, I would fill up the stockings, and I would put the Santa stuff next to the stockings, and the rule in my house was, you can go deal with whatever Santa does, but you don't wake the grown-ups up until 7 a.m., okay? <laughs> so go, go deal with Santa, and don't make a mess, because he doesn't wrap anything, uh... and, and then I get to fucking sleep. It worked like a charm. It was beautiful. That was the worst as a kid. I know I would wake up at five in the morning and go down there and just like look at presents and rock myself back and forth going, uh, what is that? I want to know. And of course, there's, there's an abundance of chocolate and candy. So I'm like wired, you know. Did you peek? Did you ever spoil a present? No, I'd have got, I, I'd have got my ass handed to me. I know that uh, they would have taken everything away. So I did, I did it once and I totally regretted it because it just, it just ruined it. 
I did. I looked at one present once, and when I opened it, it was already spoiled, and I never did it again. Also, I'm a weird kid in that I don't know if this is true of any of you or Brian, if this has ever happened with your kids, but this was uh, there was a bit of trauma for me with gifts because I hated getting. Okay, there would be like the the small, tiny, like kind of stocking stuffery kind of gifts. There'd be mm-hmm. the gifts that are like socks and clothes and stuff. There'd be the neat toys, but there was that one sort of flagship gift, the big deal gift, right? The, right, right. The crescendo, the the, and that one always depressed me. Like going back to like being five, when I got that thing, I would start crying because I was like, "This is too much. This is too much. My brain couldn't <laughs> handle it." Huh. Going like into. Into adulthood, when people get me something expensive, I freak the fuck out. And I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Is that just me? Oh, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to have to take you. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't have an analog for you there because what I would do with my kids, first of all, there was like a whole lot of effort put into making sure everything seemed roughly even, you know, like the relative excitement level of all the presents and the relative value of all the presents, you know, was, was balanced so that kids mm-hmm. didn't like get all shitty. But the truth is that, like, most of my kids' birthdays are in January and February, so the, the, I kept all the big gifts out of Christmas entirely and do those on the birthdays, because uh, they would just come in a little while, and then I didn't have to spend as much money at Christmas. So, <laughs> well, I got away with that. Well, in my house, like, every, everybody that would wrap the package would just wrap the package, and you could totally tell what stuff was, like... It's like the scene in Christmas Story when they hand him the bowling ball and it's got the wrapping paper around it. I mean, it's just that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what it was. And I always got irritated because I could figure out what the stuff was. Because I mean, you present the list, and most most of the time they go through. Right. Or it's like, or it's like, oh well, I know that's a book or whatever. And so I would always get bummed because I could always figure out roughly what it was before I opened it, and that kind of took the fun out of it. Whereas I would go through and take pains to when I was wrapping presents for people, I would try to disguise it somehow and just Did make you do like the box in a box in a box and all no, that. No, but but this was was our our friend Chris in high school. I remember one year I gave him a T-shirt, uh, but I put it in a shoebox and I found the like the heaviest rock that I could find. And I put it in. <laughs> I put it in the box and taped it down, and then wrapped it up. And when I handed it to him, he was really excited because he's like, "Oh, this is really heavy!" And, he, and like his eyes got really big, like it was going to be really cool. And it was like a Spuds <laughs> McKenzie T-shirt. <laughs> so that was kind of. <laughs> so that was the kind of stuff that I would try to do to make it Christmas more interesting for me, at least. So I want to get somebody as a gift. I want to get somebody a bottle of brandy in the shape of a hockey stick. That really would be a cool gift. If you could find like a brandy bottle. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. You'll never yeah. guess. Yeah. Or like, it, or it's, it's wrapped up like a, a bike and then it's like a, I don't know, a CD, <laughs> you know. Well, did you guys ever do gag gifts or, or anything like that in your family? Oh, yeah. White elephant will sometimes happen. Yeah. No. So my, it wasn't white. I mean, like we go, we go out of our way on our gag gifts. So our gag gifts are always personalized. They're always about something that happened in the last year. They come with like poems and songs and shit. Um, that's been a tradition in my family for years. Jolene has something similar. She and her sister, for example, every year they have some kind of uh gift they give each other made out of toilet paper rolls. 
So we have a nativity, but it's made out of toilet paper rolls, for example. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shitty nativity. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Well, no, like, so one, but they've, they've gone out of the way. Like one year, I guess, Jolene made like a full-size Christmas tree for her sister out of toilet paper rolls. And, and her sister made like, a, a, they called it the TP Cruiser. It was a, a car. That was, you know, like big enough to like sit in, made out of toilet paper. Like these people are going out of their way. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's a bit much. I don't think I would go that far. So yeah, we we do a lot of that. But I would sure dis- I would disguise the shit out of it, though. I would disguise the shit out of it. <laughs> One of the things that we said we wanted to talk about, um, and it's you know, Christmas is as good an opportunity as any. The toys, the toys that we love, that yeah. were you know, maybe gifts from Christmas. All the toys, about it. toys, 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 toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars toys. I think that marked all of our, you know, yeah, yep, childhoods. No, I mean, it did, but I didn't get like the first year they came out. I think I got like Vader and Skywalker and Kenobi and C three PO. Well, the first year they came out, you couldn't get them. All they, were, all Kenner sold was a piece of cardboard that says. When we get get enough of these made, you can have one. <laughs> that was what people, parents bought and gave their kids. Star Wars figures, R2-D2. Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia, they're the Star Wars early bird set of figures. These action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars early bird certificate package is in stores. With this colorful Star Wars picture display stand and certificate to send in to get a set of figures by mail. They'll be sent to you at home between February 1st and June 1st. Yeah. And they had the Star Wars board game came with a a slip that you could mail in and they would send you uh, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Luke, and R2-D2. And I remember somebody got it and just going, this is so fucking cool. And yeah, like one kid out of the whole school would get those things. And so then (laughs) every kid had to have the figures. Yeah. I didn't get mine until like 78. Uh, So I had a few. But that I think that was the Christmas also that I got the Battlestar Galactica toys because my family didn't really understand Were the, the deadly ones. I wish I fucking wish I had I the deadly those. Cylon Raider. I, I had the one that shot the missiles across the room and the kids could choke and die. No, I <laughs> had the I had like the action figures and I got one of them was Daggett, which was the little robot dog. Yep. That would go yep. Bang, bang, Everybody had bang. Daggett. Uh, so that was, I got that in lieu of Star Wars toys that one Christmas, and uh, it was kind of mm. disappointing, <laughs> but whatever. That was also the same Christmas that I got my uh, my Snoopy doll, which is the one where you could buy, uh, like, costumes for. They had, like, a whole Yeah, I had line, one of those. And, and my Snoopy had a disco suit from, like, Saturday Night Fever, which is fucking awesome. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the white <laughs> suit with the black lapel, uh, but uh-huh. we went... I went skiing with my dad that Christmas and he wouldn't let me bring it with me. So that was kind of a disappointment as well. So those, those are sort of my uh, general Christmas stories. They're all laced with a lot of disappointment and uh, bitterness. (laughs) So so I guess it's only natural that I wound up in a retail career. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Eric, what about you? Christmas toys. Uh, Yeah, totally the star Wars ones. Uh, I loved those. I remember being so jealous of, like, like at, in college, being jealous of Eddie, uh, who oh, God, who he had his. like he kept every them. every fucking Star Wars. I'm I'm like I the first time I went to his house and I'm in his room and I'm looking at that pile. I'm like, 
They made a B-Wing? Fuck you. You have a B-Wing? They yeah, made a B-Wing? Yeah, I didn't know about the B-Wing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember uh, going to his house and looking at all that shit and going, I had that, I had that, I had that, and my mom made me sell it all for a nickel at a fucking garage sale, and it's probably worth <laughs> thousands of dollars. Fuck. <laughs> right. Wow. Mine is all my molten reaction. plastic somewhere in the desert right now because, yeah. you know, I burn them. That was my pyromania phase. But yeah, I, d- I dug the Star Wars toys. Was, that, was I, that when you were declared war on the ants in the vacant lot across the street from your house? <laughs> no, I think that was shortly after we got a video camera and I was trying to do my Star Wars figure movie uh, fan uh, movies. And so I had like oh. the speeder get shot and crash in the dirt and catch fire and the pilot like burned to death. And I was trying to make like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was for a good cause. I'm Eric, not sure the what Star cause, Wars Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> filmmaker Punisher. Yeah. The, 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 the sort of violent Star Wars uh, that they'll never make is what I was trying to make. Yeah. But uh, scor- yeah, scor- uh, those scor- toys. Star Wars. Um, yeah. My, I like not video games, funnily enough. I didn't get into that until much, much later. So it's not that. Uh, oh, I remember once my parents mislabeled a, uh, a gift that was for my sister. And they and it, and so it was for me. And so I open it and I pull it out, and it's a skirt uh, with like this striped belt. And I'm like eight, <laughs> and I I hold it up and I say, I said, Mom, you know I don't like stripes. And that was you know like a hoot. They loved that. As an eight year old to understand irony, that's that's a true Christmas right there. I can there. totally see your mom just staring at you with this acid face, just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When, when was she not staring at him with that face? No, she she laughed her she laughed herself sick. Yeah, uh, it's like it's the, like the the classic Eric's mom face is the time we made that <laughs> that short film oh, Teen God. Suicide Don't Do It. It was basically just a riff on uh, <laughs> on Better Off Dead, where Eric is trying to kill himself and failing through the whole thing. Which and was the, genius. Yeah. If either of you have a copy, I want to see it again. <laughs> But we uh, showed it to his mom. He's like trying to hang himself with yeah. a telephone cord. And he's like, it's not yeah. working. Yeah. It's not working. And so just all that. And we showed it to her. And I remember just at the end, it's like 10 minutes long. And she just looked at you and went, that's not funny. <laughs> and then like that's walked sick. off. <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good times. Uh uh, so Christmas, yeah. So like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you'd get up, you'd have the orgy of gift opening. Legos, oh fuck, Legos? Are you kidding? Yeah. Back when Legos were really Legos, when they were just like a series of bricks, and you could make anything you want. You'd make like the thing that it was designed for first, right? It was just like ground and colored blocks. Yeah, and then you would you would you know hack it and make something else. That was the best part was all the Legos, and then and then you didn't want to integrate them into your full pile of Legos, so you, you would keep them separate for like a week, and then slowly they'd all end up in your pile. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was this. So it was that space Legos, like, like Benny from the Lego movie, spaceship, 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 spaceship. Right, like that was an actual <laughs> line of of Legos, and. Uh, and all of this stuff, I mean, video games at the time, the the toys that weren't, you know, the Battlestar Galactical toys, it was all about, because Star Wars was ephemeral, it came out, and then it went away, and it wasn't coming back for three fucking years, and everyone was like, but we need more, and we would yeah. turn to anything we could. My, you know, my go-bots for Star Wars was the Micronauts toys. Did you have those? Oh, I loved those! I loved uh, I the Micronauts! Jesus! I had the the black one, Baron Karza, who was like the big boss bad guy, and his, he was held together with magnets. Like, his arms came off and his legs came I, off, and you could rearrange him, and his head would come off. 
You remember that guy? I don't remember the names. I just remember I had a figure that was Star it. Wars figure <laughs> sized that was see-through orange. Yeah. And he had like a silver head and white hands with cufflinks for some reason. And That's I remember thinking this is... Yeah, I loved that toy. I just loved that. It was perfect. I don't know why. I just... Yeah. Yeah, those were badass. Wow, I really just sort of had an orgasm on Micronauts there, didn't I? Yeah, I loved <laughs> Just a little bit, a cool. little bit. The other one that I remember doing a lot of in, in like my friend's basements in Kansas was um, Hot Wheels tracks. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They would always There's warp, no though. way that the, what we did with them was as epic as I remember them. Because, no. I mean, I've seen Hot Wheels tracks today, and there's just no way what we were doing actually worked. But I remember stacking books up and making big ramps and loops and shit and just sending cars flying all over the place. Well, I remember the track would get war- <laughs> like it was sort of like a rubber flexy thing because you could bend it into the loops mm-hmm. and whatnot. But if, yeah. if you play with it too much, it would just start kinking and then it wouldn't work at all. Uh, and then you would just have to throw it off to the side and figure something yeah. else out. It was worthless. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels tracks are one of those things that now that I'm an adult, I keep saying, I've got money. I really should just blow $100 on like 20 of those sets and like make make the, the thing I wanted as a kid, which was the track that you'd have to get up to the third story of a building to put the car <laughs> on and get that fucker to go to like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. And, you know, like don't the dream don't set, bother. you know, yeah. they don't make them like that anymore. They've totally ruined Hot Wheels in the same way they've ruined Legos. Now Hot no. Wheels tracks are kits and they really only work with the kit that they came with and you can't they're not compatible like you can't oh. make a big fucking thing like that they, so they don't just no have creativity no imagination oh. no no they sell this retarded ass shit and it's it's yeah it's the worst i make my, my kids had a lot of that stuff and it, i was i was all excited I'm like let's let's tear down the kits and just make up shit and nope nope mm. doesn't work like that anymore <laughs> Well, it's garbage. It's ruined. The other one I wanted to do was get into, I was into model rockets for a couple of years and I wanted to get the um, Fisher Price. You remember Fisher Price Adventure People? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fisher Price Adventure People. They had one and they were like Star Wars figures, but they didn't bend very well and they were, but they could take a beating these things. They were and indestructible. They would come with, yeah. Yeah, and they had like adventure kits, and you know, like the jeep or the helicopter, or whatever. Blah blah blah. There was one that like came dinosaurs with dinosaurs and shit. Yeah, yeah, it came with a parachute that you put on the thing, on the the figure, and you you wrapped it up, you threw it up in the air, and then it would open like twenty feet in the air and gently come down. It was the coolest toy ever, and I thought I want to put it inside a model rocket, have it go up like a thousand <laughs> feet, punch that fucker out, and 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 it's all like burn proof plastic believe me i tried you couldn't burn this stuff so you could have it eject out of a rocket and at like yeah like 500 feet and just watch it gently go down wherever i thought that'd be fun well for me the the big year in recent memory was 1980 and that was the christmas that i got uh slime remember slime came in the trash can by mattel sure yeah uh and that was fun because my dad played a lot of cribbage, and so we had a, an actual stand-up cribbage board with like big holes in it. And if you rolled the slime over it, it would make this weird like, <laughs> and I would just sit there and roll it back and forth until uh, until my dad almost looked like he was having an aneurysm because he was so annoyed. <laughs> he would tell me to quit. Uh, and then and then that was the same Christmas that I also ruining got ruining my cribbage board. You fucking kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also, do you ever have the uh, the Stomper four by four? 
toy. Stomper 4x4s, working lights, detailed design, and four-wheel drive. Battery for each not included. I was going to bring up Stompers. Yeah, yeah. Why were those so popular? Why did we all have them? The only thing I can remember being cool about them was if you put the battery in backwards, they'd go backwards. <laughs> like, okay, we're talking about the little toy cars that had uh, a double A battery and they would just go forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they had like yeah, they had like little cars. little foamy wheels that look like uh cogs. Uh and basically oh, no, they, they had would, they had interchangeable wheels. Yeah. You could get different terrain wheels for those. And they would just and they that. would just go over everything. Basically you would just turn it on and right. just watch it just go until it couldn't turn or anything. I mean it would just it would just go in a straight line. It was the dumbest thing. Yeah. Uh, do you know do you know what those those stompers were good for? I mean ultimately. I didn't realize it until Did it was you light like them on year. fire? <laughs> <laughs> better better <laughs> i went to baseline I road i went to baseline road during rush hour i turned it on and i set it to go across the street it did not make it uh. <laughs> it got about two lanes in before somebody ran it over and it went sky high it was great nice <laughs> and i nice. had three of them to assault like that so they 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 went bye-bye in a very nice way yeah yeah you must, yeah, you must have been hell on toys, man. <laughs> I swear. Uh, Only well, once that, I was done with them. I was very careful with Eric them. And, that's why Eric was so into Christmas, is he's like, I don't have any toys. I don't know what happened to them. They're all gone. <laughs> it's like they're all on fire. That's so true. I was, I was actually very careful with my toys as a kid. I was like very anal retentive, very like scared to like harm my toys. It wasn't until I got to be you know, like 11 or 12 and had outgrown toys that I was like, I need to eject this stuff from my life. And what better way than with, you know, fire and destruction. So I remember being at a point where I was, I, you know, I had outgrown toys, but there were some cool ones. Like the, the first generation of Transformers hits like in 84 or so. And I remember being like, I'm supposed to outgrow these, but this is so fucking neat, you know? <laughs> uh, that's the marketing, sir. They got you. Yeah. No, come on. Transformers were cool. Uh, no, on. they weren't. I got one for my 15th birthday no, as a fucking sorry. joke. And it was like, you couldn't play with it because it was so fragile. It was one that was like the F-16 Tomcat, I think. <laughs> and like, if you folded it out into the robot form, you had to leave it that way. Because if you go to put it back, like the, the hinges would catch and you couldn't quite get it. And then you, you would pop off the wing if you weren't careful. It was such a piece of crap. So sorry, yeah, sorry, to, sorry to piss on that parade, but I never quite got the logic of let's for the kid who wants to play with both a toy robot, which is lame, and a semi truck, which is lame. <laughs> you can have them now both in the same one. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Yeah, except it's a shitty looking robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I was just fascinated by the engineering of them. I, I just really liked the, you know. Somewhere there was a guy whose job it was to design this. And yeah, that was like I would always. He, he gets to be a toy maker. Yeah, I'd always. Uh, I thought that was that. cool. But uh, but man, it's. There was one transformer I remember that was a robot that like you you flipped around and it was a handgun like the size of your hand. And I remember yeah. thinking, yeah, wait a minute, now if guy. I underst- if I understand the scale of transformers, then this is like a, a gun that is about as long as a street. You know, I mean, and and by <laughs> yeah, the way, how does no a sense. gun, no wheels, no no articulation? It's like basically a giant robot needs to fire it, I guess. Otherwise, it's just like laying there until it can transform back into a robot and walk away. <laughs> they should have done that. Like just had Megatron turn into a gun and fall on the ground, clatter, clatter. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pickle Rick. That's what it is. It's pickle yeah. Rick. It just <laughs> lays there. I turned myself into a giant gun, Morty. <laughs> yeah. Any other? Any other? So, the, so Eric, to to answer your question, I guess from earlier about the big present. So for me, I I don't know what it is. I've always been wired this way, but anything electronic appeals to me. Music that had synthesizers in it appeals to me. Um, and and so I growing up when I did was a really great time to grow up. Uh, to hmm. to have that affinity, because you know I'd have like the the Merlin, you know, the handheld game that could play a bunch of shit. Merlin's a game that you can play. You can play it six different ways. Now it had like nine buttons, but it could play tic tac toe and shit. But but then it became you know the big present was always a video game like an Atari game or something. So mm-hmm. I did not find myself overwhelmed by joy and weeping in the corner. I was like. Yes, plug that fucker in. We're playing video games. <laughs> oh yeah, funny. this wasn't joy weeping. This was shame weeping. I would feel ashamed that w- that you know because I was. I think I was sure oh, we that's were. That's the poor. Catholicism. Yeah, I, okay. I, I was under the impression we didn't have the cash. And so when I would get a telescope, I would be like, "Please don't do this. Please, please don't do this." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, I had for- read too much O. Henry by the time I was nine. So see, for years and years, I was the I was the only kid, and so I would just just get tons of presents and most of them it's like i don't even know what i'm gonna do with this stuff i mean it was like you know let's hey let's he's the first grandkid let's spoil him and then my cousins came along when i was about seven or so and then they started getting all the good stuff and i'm like oh thank god i'm like i just i don't want any of this stuff it's too much it's too much yeah i think it's that yeah exactly it was that feeling i've got now 12 toys plus this enormous fucking thing I've got to now, I guess, find the time to play with everything. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it's a waste. Yeah. You know? And there were toys. I definitely dug getting toys. But uh, the thing is, I also dug, uh, you know, pot roast on Christmas Day and <laughs> the smell of ginger and eggnog mm. and, uh, you know, like the crisp air. I love co- the cold air. Oh, I love snow. Yeah. If you can get away with a Christmas and snow, definitely do that. Yeah. I love everything about Christmas. It's just fun. And the Christmas gifts are like the least appealing part of it because I'm not a child anymore. Well, let me tell you what Christmas is like for me right now because I have the weirdest Christmas ever because I do the Kidsmas thing ahead of time. And so by the time actual Christmas is rolling around, I am in the Christmas twilight zone. Like everyone else around the 23rd <laughs> starts to get into crunch mode. I am done. I am clocked out. I don't have to do shit. I have my PTO days and I watch the whole world burn and do nothing <laughs> and don't have to. And it's weird. <laughs> well, for me, it's uh, since I don't work retail anymore, I actually have Christmas off uh, around Christmas as well. So it's like an actual holiday. And it's, I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around it because I don't really know what to do with myself. Uh, so we're slowly moving into that tradition. So on Christmas Eve, we will eat Chicago deep dish pizza and then we'll watch uh, a movie. And we rotate it out every other year, but usually uh, of the selections, I'll either start watching Christmas Story on TBS when they start the 24-hour marathon. We're going to give you exactly what you want for Christmas. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Over and over again. And then I'll just mm-hmm. and I'll just roll back every couple hours, going, "Oh, here's that scene," and then story. I'll watch it piecemeal. So I'll watch it all the way through the first time, <laughs> and then and then I'll just come back to my favorite scenes. Uh, but the other one that we rotate out every other couple of years uh, is 
this one from from Finland, uh, which is basically a movie about uh, Krampus, and it's called Rare Exports. And if you haven't seen this movie, I fucking urge you to see it because basically, it. <laughs> basically, it's mm. uh, Krampus uh, is unearthed by this mining company. And it turns out Santa Claus is basically his army of evil elves. <laughs> and it's basically this little kid has to uh, sort of stop it before he's put into the bag and beaten with the reeds and killed. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't. Uh, and so it's a little bit Gremlins, it's a little bit Goonies, uh, but it's from Finland, and it's this is really weird sort of Christmas movie, but not really. Uh, so we watch that one every couple of years, and that's pretty much what wow. we do now. So that's Christmas. Eric, do you have any perennial uh, Christmas movies that you watch? I don't know about Christmas movies, but I definitely loved the James Bond marathons they would do every year. I mean, how hot mm. was that? I would, I would, I would. <laughs> Definitely make myself free for some of that because I didn't want to buy those on DVD. But yeah, James Bond. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much so where me, I caught up. Christmas movie traditions have come from my wife, um, and we have two, and we don't hit them both every year, but uh, we often do. Uh, one is the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, with Michael. Ka- my okay, my okay. Um, she was awake. This 16. is. Probably my favorite version of the Christmas Carol, actually. The thing about Michael Cade is you need to <laughs> slow down his voice like he has a cold. And he's very grumbly from years of drinking, and so he gets very, very slow. I am Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, I assume you've seen the Muppet Christmas Carol? It's been years. Yeah. It's oh, been yeah. years, but yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth your time. That's a good one. And then the other one is Elf, the Will Ferrell movie. Oh, yeah, um, every year. That was yeah. fun. I, I totally get Christmas jollies out of the Elf. They're doing, um, Alamo Drafthouse is doing Elf parties this year, and I think I might go to one of those. Oh. Nice. You cotton-headed ninny-muggins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, do, I, I, I do admit that I love uh, uh, um, Love Actually, which is technically a Christmas film. Um, even though it is kind of stalkery and dudish, I mean, I watch it now and I realize just how fucked up that movie is. Uh, but I still I've like it. I can't it. get but over you, it. But you, it's, love it's actually, it actually, you watch it. I, yeah, I watched it and I took it at face value and I was like, oh, this is sweet. And then some people on the cracked podcast were talking about it and like the sort of weird sexism <laughs> and, and behind that film and the stalkeriness. Uh, behind some of the segments, and I went, oh, yeah, that is kind of fucked up. Still like it. Uh, oh, that reminds me. In Elf, why the fuck does Buddy the Elf know the song Baby It's Cold Outside? That is, the like, the least Christmassy song I can think of. It's the I, date rape I, song. Yeah, I did want to bring that and up. Why, is, uh, why does he know it? I, <laughs> I don't know. It me every time. Uh, that song is fucking wrong. Maybe his dad taught him that after he had gone to do some stand-up on Playboy After Dark. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. the cops, baby, you sit fucking down. Anyway. Um, well, another Christmas. Yeah, what's on song. that rag? Something that will knock you out. <laughs> it's a very Rohypnol Christmas. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So another one that's a perennial, uh, and this, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. Maybe I'm not in a minority, but every time I tell people that I've never actually watched Christmas Vacation all the way through, they look at me like I've got four heads. It's like, is this something that... It is the best vacation movie. I just, I've tried to watch it, and it's just not, it's not fun. I don't, it's too much Hmm. setup. It's too much setup. I don't like watching Clark mope around because he's worried he's not going to get his bonus. Uh, yeah. And then all the other stuff that goes yeah, on. I'm like, that's mean. I'm like, uh, at least vacation. It was it was a slow burn where he just loses his mind because he's stuck with the family in the car. Uh, I enjoy that. Yeah, one. I got to agree. There, I, Christmas Vacation is just another attempt to make a vacation movie. I never got into the vacation series. That first movie was a surprise. Everything after was Ghostbusters too. Yeah, it's just it's hard. <laughs> uh, a lot of people really like Christmas Vacation. I know, and movie. and they and they look at me. A lot like of people I'm, like hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I that mean, one. Is Santa Claus in that one too? But uh, no, it's 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 kind of mystery meat stuffed into a thing to yeah. taste like bologna, and people uh, like it. So yeah, but <laughs> but it's you, you get the the movie marathons, and so that one always cycles through. And I just I try, I try, and I try, and I just haven't been able to do it. So. Bah humbug. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I can't. Uh, but all of the cartoon stuff comes on, and that's that was another thing I wanted to just do in Christmas. I mean, you might as well go full tilt here. Uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas is always one that I'll sit down and watch. And then the uh, the Chuck yep. Jones. Yeah, always works. The Chuck Jones, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I will always watch uh, with without fail. Yeah, and now they're making yet another um, animated Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever and like again <laughs> what is wrong we have the chuck jones cartoon we don't need a two hour long jim carrey movie we don't yeah, need yeah. To, it we have the grinch it's good leave it it's yeah. uh, leave it alone yeah. don't make a, another just one. quit why is something uh, bad just because it's old that i don't get why 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 can't the original just stand and with Christmas that we come back to the get away with it and with that we come back around to murder on the orient express why can't you just go with the original (laughs) wow that was a long callback i mean that took me an hour to come all the way around the horn and then come back if i edit it right this will take an entire week to make that callback. yeah exactly (laughs) oh god so no one will get it (laughs) and then so there's the, the and then the Rankin bass ones which i don't really need to go into uh Oh, those are creepy. They're just, yeah, they're really fucking <laughs> awful. And the songs are terrible, terrible. And I don't understand why they're so beloved, because they're just awful. They're awful, but they're hypnotic. I just remember that abominable snowman scaring the fuck out of me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to have to send you the link to uh, Mad TV years ago did... Uh, basically yes, yeah. a mashup of those things and casino he's like crushing he's crushing the, the other elf's head with a vice and his yeah. eye pops out and yeah as far back as he could remember rudolph wanted to be one of santa's made reindeer like his friends jimmy the antler and frankie two times there was only one problem <laughs> oh. <gasps> hey frankie look it's a raid the cops are here You'll never be in Santa's gang. Never be in Santa's gang. Hey, what's that? Look here. Get him. Get him. Yeah, it's it's just awful. Uh, but the and I shudder to to say this, but the the year 
without a Santa Claus was on today on the on the family channel or something and uh and that one's just weird but then you get and it's my favorite song from the bunch because it's the only one that even makes me tap my toe slightly but it's the heat miser uh cold miser song oh yeah sure yeah uh, And it's and I think I think and I I realized today that I think the only reason I like it is because Dick Sean is the voice of Coldmiser, and so that takes me back to like Mad 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 World, and then it's like connected. But it's just you know you get the other ones like uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, and you like put one foot in front of the other. It's like what the hell are you? What does this have to do with Christmas? I don't understand any of this. One foot in front of the other. And soon you'll But I love him. And I hate him. And I love him. <sighs> uh, my nephew had a, uh, it was a, a Sesame Street Christmas special that was, on, I think, just on you know VHS. It was just for home video. But the, the conceit was um, Elmo makes a Christmas wish that every day should be Christmas. And so then every day <laughs> preceding is Christmas for the rest of the, it's just Christmas and it's Christmas and it's Christmas and People are getting depressed because there's, you know, they can't go to work and they have to keep buying people gifts and oh all God. these, all this shit is piling up on the street of all these gifts because everyone has just got gifts yeah. coming out their ears. Thanks, and Elmo. It's just, it's kind of a lesson in, in like not, not having too much of a good thing. It's, it's, but it's hilariously dark for a, for something you like, buy for a kid. Like if it's Christmas all the time, what would the suicide rate like that be? Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. And at one point in this special, this is the one thing I remember about it being really oh, kind gosh. of funny. Bert and Ernie <laughs> are walking along Sesame Street and there's like a pile of TVs because, you know, there's everybody's giving people stuff. And there's this pile of TVs on the sidewalk and they walk by. They, they probably got them on Black Friday. Sure. And they're playing, uh, what's a, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> and in It's a Wonderful Life, there's the part where Jimmy Stewart is running around trying to figure out where everyone is. And yeah. he said, he's calling for everybody. Bert, Ernie, where's, where's my house? And Bert and Ernie are characters in It's a Wonderful Life. Bert and Ernie oh, stop God. stock still and look at the TV. And then they look at the camera like, huh? And I thought, oh, that's good. I never picked that up. Zuzu's paddles! Zuzu's paddles! <laughs> you want the moon, Mary? We, we were talking about the you know Christmas specials, and we were talking about the toys. So that you you got to bring up the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, I don't. I want think we to. should Have end you it on seen that. It? Have you seen it? Of course. It? Yeah, we. Sh- of course. Yeah. Oh God. We we talked about it. I think in the first or second the, episode the in- with. Yeah, uh, how we both had hoped there was going to be a Boba Fett cartoon series that came out of it that never did. Mm-hmm. That I, thing yeah. is so fucking hard to sit through. Like it is nigh unwatchable. Yeah, it, I would it, not even say nigh RV watchable. Corman. It is. Oh, but there's Wookiee porn. I mean, there's Wookiee VR porn. Yeah. Come on. Not even B. Arthur could save that thing, Frank. I mean, no, just... but you had actual Star Wars canon characters with names like Lumpy. <laughs> um, Lumpy the Wookiee. Yeah. 
Uh, How much cocaine did that take to make that special happen? Like, all, what the, the thing hell? is, though, all of it. You figure they only had one Star Wars movie at that point, so they didn't even know mm-hmm. they were establishing a canon. They were just, you know, cashing in. And yeah. as a seven-year-old, I loved it. As a seven-year-old, I loved it. I, I remember <laughs> going, "Oh, thank you for some Star more Wars. Star Wars." There was Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was almost uh, made for a seven-year-old, except for the porn part. That part was a bit, you know, over the top. Yeah, that was made for the twelve-year-olds, and <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was a little too THX one one three eight for uh, Star Wars canon. That was that was for the tween set. That part. Uh, but I mean, like, if that had come out in a day like today, people wouldn't have been like overanalyzing Luke's new haircut. Like, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean for the Star Wars two uh, that Luke has a different hairdo and he, his eyes are fucking weird? What did he do with his eyes? Yeah. He got the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, anyway, so that was that was me trying to wrap up Christmas with a nice little bow. Ha-ha. Right. <laughs> and with with that, should we, like, leave with Princess Leia singing her, her song her for the end of that special? Her Life Day song? I, I don't yes. see any better yes. way to Life go. Day. <laughs> yeah. Life Day. Life Day. A day for uh, I don't give a shit. Yes. I, I hate oh, both yes. of you almost as much as I hate Christmas. I love you too. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bah, Merry bah, Christmas. Bah, bah, bah. And a uh, happy new year. Yeah.